take two men that happen to be cousins who share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? A corpulent cornucopia of cinematic scrutiny we call The Finleys on Film. Okay, so prior to this, my question is, have, had you ever heard of Lena Wertmöller? No, I had no, uh, no, I, I don't, then, yeah, never heard of that lady before, no. I had heard the name. I um, found a lot of ways to say no there. Yeah, that's fine. I had heard the name um, briefly in the past, but it's a, it's on a long list of like directors that it's like, yeah, someday let me let me get through all the Fellini first. Yeah, but I she, mean, when I heard the name Lini Wordmill, I was like, I I had to go into my brain and like check off the one German female director I do know. It's of course Reifenstahl. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. So she did. Um. Swept away. Right. Um. We should probably do a Wurtmüller. I'm going to have to say it that way like each a time. Like retrospective. Yeah, at some point. Because um, <laughs> she did um, a movie called, sorry, I'm getting to it. And Oh, Love and Anarchy. Okay. Um, starring the, uh, the guy in our film. And she also did one called Swept Away, which was, it's one of those movies that has people very divided. Really? It's a film. Well, Madonna. She seems like she's like uh, she's a device. She's a divisive uh, director, I would say. Yeah, because she calls herself a, a, a feminist, but then she refuses a lot of feminism past mm-hmm. a fairly early stage, right? Right, and she also got to the, a lot of sort of overtly communist uh, yep. sort of beliefs that she's espousing as well. Yeah, I mean socialism. I would say that that she's, she's socialism, right? Okay, she's taking on. Um, the the swept away was um and, and I, I don't want to talk too much about it because we should probably talk about it again in some mm-hmm. other episode but um the idea is that there's a there's a, a couple on a ship who are the woman is more powerful than the man and when they're marooned on an island the the tide is turned oh, okay and he's sort of uh-huh. <coughs> so um Madonna uh, and Guy Ritchie redid it in like the 90s and I think it was like to rectify the god damn it the blah 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 it was pan it was as one of the worst movies ever so I haven't seen that one either but there's that I kind of want to um, but the one I want to talk about today yes. uh, I saw this uh, in my late 30s it was very strange how did you see this movie okay, I have was a to find very, that very strange crazy. video store mm-hmm. around the corner and it was a, a video it sort of sold like weird t-shirts and rented mm-hmm. um, about 50 total on its shelves DVDs uh-huh. and sold rings homemade rings it was when I lived in North Park um, in San Diego yeah I was gonna say this is in Dago right yeah okay yeah, I was in Dago so uh, um I mean, they couldn't have been making any money. I think they were just renting these movies out so that people could know about them. And so I just walked in there one day and okay. on a lark, I, I checked it out. I, I, I had to say, that's not surprising. Considering the nature of this movie, this seems like the kind of movie that would be rented out on a lark by, that play, by a place like you just described with yes. lots of like rings and unicorn shit. Not you, no, no. You're, I, I think you got the not unicorn shit. No, it's not oh, that, kind not of that, shop not at that all. far hippie. Okay. Yeah, it's not even hippie. It's more oh, okay. like just sort of strangely avant-garde. Okay. Right. It's more beat than hippie. Ooh. No tie-dye. Uh, more like um, also restored old fedoras. Okay. Right? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Well, so kind of like a place I'd like to go. Sure. So this movie blew me away when mm-hmm. I saw it, which is to say, um, I mean, I can see criticism of it, certainly. And mm-hmm. the movie rethinking it all the time. Oh, yeah. What's going on here? But yeah. I think it's kind of a startling movie. Oh, it's a fucking strange, strange movie. Yeah, yeah. it's good, it, it, but uh, but I would say strange in a good way. 
Yes. For sure. It's, it's from, uh, we should say what it 1977. is. 1977's Seven Beauties. Seven Beauties, right. Yeah, 1975, okay. Seven Beauties. Okay. Um, we have uh, Giancarlo Giannini. Giannini, which is... He's kind of a favorite of Hurt Mollis. He's, he's been in other films. I, okay, I can see that. And he, I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, okay. Um, I do have to say this. What's with Italian directors making comedies around the Holocaust? How does that one? <laughs> the well, there's two. Are there more than two that you're aware of? I think two is enough. <laughs> it's the only people I know who've done comedies around the Holocaust. Well, that's what's kind of interesting, too. Like, um, Life is beautiful and then this thing, Seven Beauties. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, why wouldn't you in a way? I Okay, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, but nobody, nobody else in the world approaches it like this. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's something um, forbidden. <laughs> about it i, I mm-hmm. suppose yeah, yeah yeah the taboo nature of it but man i don't this movie was I, it took me a while to realize how much of a comedy it was trying to be like there seemed to be moments that were like intent like that were funny and maybe not intentionally but at the point where he's like uh <laughs> wait i don't think that it's it's meant to be purely a comedy i think no, it's trying no, to no, mix no. genres it's, for sure it's social commentary it's comedy it's mm-hmm. a little bit it's a little bit of drama as well for sure absolutely but ultimately oh, yeah. a lot of the effect of it is to be funny as fuck yeah absolutely <laughs> like, funny if funny in a way that you might not be comfortable laughing at yeah i so. don't think i've ever actually felt um humor toward a movie in quite the way because i, I yeah. immediately want to say oh it's, it's dark humor but it's not even exactly dark humor. Uh, yeah it's, it's, it's very it's, odd it's about something else film. altogether yeah, it's fucking wild, dude. So I guess let's talk about the plot because yep. like, we can get into the it, more details a, of it. It's got a small frame story, or the frame that goes through two-thirds of the film, two acts. And it's it's that he is um, a, an Italian soldier. must be post-1943 during the war mm-hmm. um, because um, he and his friend um, stray away from the squad. And well, the the, the 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 implication that they're ab- they have abandoned the squad, and, yep. and so they get uh, picked up by some Nazis and sent to a concentration camp. And then we see we find out in was that, yeah yeah, and then we find out in, uh, in in sort of flashbacks what his life was like before, uh, before uh, before all of this stuff, you know. Yeah, so it has, growing up in Napoli, it has numerous stages, right? So, yeah. so the first stage is that he is. His brother, he has seven sisters. Yeah. Um, and he's the They're patriarch kind of the family. Of, yeah, he is the patriarch. Uh, the mom is uh, is uh, sort of old. All, the, all of his sisters are more or less run to the beastly, I would say. That's, that's kind no, of, the range. Yeah, was there a cute one? I yeah, don't remember. Okay. It's sort of the range. But they but there are definitely some, some grizzly ladies yeah. in there. <laughs> some yep. grizzly, some, yeah, sorry. Literally grizzly ladies. Just eating a salmon. Um, okay, and so uh, so that's his life. So when he's, he's he's growing up, he's the support he he's like like an absurdly dapper man. Yeah, like he like he's like obviously a guy who plays women a lot. Like that's his thing. He likes, well, he sees himself that way. He yeah. sees himself as a Casanova. Though there's not a whole lot of evidence that that's true. Right. Although the shocking number of women show up at late. Okay. Anyways, but um, yeah. No. So you, so he sees himself as the Casanova, and he definitely sort of buys into that. And he's uses his iron will on his sisters, and one of his sisters, uh, with like a ham sized <laughs> mole on her face, uh, gets turned out by a by a local pimp. Well, it's it's the pimp who has put her in a performance at the beginning of the play and that she feels is her boyfriend. Yeah. And the way Giannini has been told by the local Don to handle business is if you have a gun, 
and Go you will show it, then everyone in the neighborhood will respect you. So it's got that sort of like the shadow or the echo of like Godfather Two, the, the, the right. old scenes, right? <laughs> right, like right. You right. Learn the respect of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and so yeah. he's marching around trying to sort of get that respect with his with his gun in his pants, with yeah. his gun and his dapper outfit and everything mm-hmm. else. And his first his first test in order to really sort of try that is that he finds his sister has been um, pimped out by this guy. You're right. And so he goes uh, to confront the guy. And the guy slaps the shit out of him very publicly. Yeah. And humiliates him, which of course is an intolerable situation, uh, you know, relative to his attempt to be respected in his neighborhood. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's humiliating. So he goes and um, kills the guy accidentally. By the way, more or less accidentally. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's pointing a gun. gun at him yeah. for sure. And then uh, you see that, but he's waiting for the guy to pull a gun, and the guy's not doing it fast enough, and he accidentally slips and shoots him. So you see the first the breakdown of right. this of this guy's persona to himself. Even it's yeah. very surprising. And here comes the comedy, right? Because st- it starts falling apart. Fucking. Yeah. At this point. yeah, his attempt to sort of chop the body up and and and, and carry it off to the train station in suitcases. I mean, it's right out of the twenties. The, the sort of silent comedy, kind of an awesome plan overall. It's just the execution of it is completely fucking beyond this guy. He just doesn't to, know what he's doing. His I, sister turns my, him in. But yeah, right. My first my first uh, indication of like how much this was going to be a weird comedy is that the body starts farting throughout the, yep. that entire scene Letting with the gas out of the body. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to cut up the body and it's going. Yeah. God damn it, it was weird. He's trying to get the body out, and the guy the guy he killed was was a large gentleman, or certainly mm-hmm. a meaty gentleman, so he's yep. got him in a series of suitcases that he can barely carry, and he gets him to the train station and just, like sends him off on trains. It's fucking, and then, yeah, his, then his sister just turns him into the cops. Yeah, and that's it the thing. It's pretty brilliant. It, it's, um, bring that mic up a little bit, Tom. No. I'm missing your brilliance. No, I'm begging your pardon. All right, better? Yeah, a lot better. All right, there, okay, there okay. we go. So, so he... Um, He's now sent. Um, he's now found. Uh, sent to prison or sent for trial, essentially. Right. And he, and he's found um, guilty. By the way, of insanity, madness, if you will. So so he's he has to stay in an asylum, which is you know uh, dreadful, as yeah. you might expect. Right. Um. And he receives uh, shock therapy. Well, he starts off. He he starts off there as like more or less a trustee. Like he's yeah. like a more or less a trusted person, and then he abuses that trust. Right. Uh, with the here's a great thing: you lose any sympathy for this guy immediately at this, at this fucking point, point because, because he, rapes he, a he, woman he brutally rapes a woman who's restrained. Yeah, in in a mental ward. So you're like, ah, oh, this guy is just garbage. Yeah, uh, and so uh, so he ends up going to the uh, the other the non trustee area of the loony bin, um, and then we find out later that that's how he gets into the army is the, his way out is that when italy entered world war ii he entered the army and became a soldier and that leads him to where we Wait, find him what's later the, what's the timeline there though because um italy historically made the switch in 43 right so yeah. they were in the axis power and then mm-hmm. they were on the allied power after, right. after 43 and and when he when he goes out to be a soldier he takes the offer because the nurse the psychologist psychiatrist essentially knows like you're not actually one of the crazy ones you're and right. they're gonna need so here's your mm-hmm. way out right 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 so, so the war must have already been going on. Well, I mean, like arguably the Italians were at war since 1936. They never really stopped. Like 30, that's when they they had their thing with Ethiopia. So it might have been there, and then there was Greece also. But my point is that at the point at which that he would have been captured by the Nazis would have been 43, and that's there's no indication. 40. 
forty. Oh, we he got captured by the Nazis. By yeah, the yeah, Nazis yeah. when right. the switch made. Right. Then, then that, then unless he was, yeah, that unless he was been out right. there as a soldier for years after being, which I don't think that's the case. Here. I think I, I think I don't think that our director gave that much of a shit about her timeline necessarily in this case. I don't maybe, think she was going for the realism on that. About later on, maybe, because, because like, she, I think she does care about messages. Oh yeah, absolutely, and uh, and so, um, but he would have been nineteen forty is when Italy came in, like sort of officially into World War Two. Right, to, but I'm not talking about officially into World War II. I'm saying when they so were that would no have been the longer t- allied with the Nazis. Yeah, that would, oh, no, that would have been around 43, yeah. But, right. uh, yeah, but like right shortly after the invasion of Sicily, for sure. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like he must, The war must have been going on while mm-hmm. he was a civilian. No, because he would have been in the military at that point. So that's I think what's he strange was, about this story. That's so I think, it, yeah, it's a little it's a little watery as to how much time he spent in the asylum and yeah. how much time uh, he actually spent in the military. Okay, so so the other this this allows him um, then to come back to the outer frame, our original story, and get into like the third act here, which is that he's now a captured Italian soldier and he's put into a concentration camp. Absolutely, run yes. by. Uh, I can't remember the woman's name, but she was... Oh, no, I wasn't looking for a name. I was looking for a description. Oh, oh. Uh, the, uh, have you heard the word battle axe used in reference to a certain physical type of lady? Yeah. Uh, this is the... I believe this this woman was made from the parts of lesser battle axes. Yeah, like, she was so. pretty impressive. Like a, like a big, kind of running to the refrigerator size female uh, German uh, officer. Good actress. She was in The Deer Hunter. She was in... Uh, was she? She's just kind of a, a famous, you know, Sixth build actress, fucking amazing man. She does such a good job in this movie. Oh yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, a, she's a large, sad, super sadistic. Uh, so, as if even a female SS guard, you always like. Oh, there's yeah. always something like you like. There's a screw loose there, but well, this one is like more sadistic than you you kind of expect in some cases. Yeah, because the, the it's almost like again like an art house <laughs> concentration camp, which is say, not the brutal part, but like the scenery. It's it's I haven't seen any other depiction of a concentration camp like this. It's almost like it's on the it's on the inside of the Parthenon or something. Yeah, it's like a well, it's a work camp. So like they had different kinds of uh, too much about this. They had different kinds of concentration camps. So this was like I don't they never really defined what it might have been mining or something like that. I don't know, but it's whatever it is. The art choices really. I mean, because she could just do whatever she wants. Yeah, she decides to put it in here. It's a strange like shadow. Dark, I mean, shadowy place yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. it very it's like there's a haunting kinda... quality to it. And if it Every, everybody most... wants to take it and put it in Auschwitz because that's the famous right. one that everybody knows. But right. this would be one of the smaller work camps. But it's also like, but my point artistically is, you're hung up on the history. I'm talking just the like artistic sort of visual choice here, right? Mm. Is that um, art and history, man? <laughs> is <laughs> it's art history <laughs> podcast? Is that it, it's kind of spaceless? Yeah. Right, you don't even you're not even sure where the boundaries are oh, in that place. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed that as as it's going along. It's like yeah. I'm not sure where is that relative to this other thing. Yeah, and like yeah, it's, so it brings yeah, it in kind of like a dreamlike yeah. quality, right? right. And, mm-hmm. and which I mean, the or, nightmare. Right? I was going to say more appropriately, a nightmare's quality because it's fucking harsh. Yeah, that was by the way, that was super pro professional of you right there. Uh-huh. This is what makes you like like rise above the ranks. You the part that pro- I pointed to you. And- no, the, yeah, the one we, where you just go. Um, <laughs> one could even say, mm. yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Ah, it was yes. like news anchor worthy. Mm. So one anyway. might. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So so you know, um, 
here's where you see like this division, right? You have like this older prisoner who's like, none of this matters and you have to have integrity because this is the last place we can have integrity. And this guy has never had integrity about anything. He jokes about other people having integrity, essentially. He's one of those people. The only integrity he's ever had is the thing that really twists, is sort of the through line, actually. It's Mm -hmm. it's like a secret through line, which is that the movie starts with him being furious at the dishonor his family receives because his sister is a whore. Right. Um, when he's incarcerated, the only way the family can make money is for the sister actually to become her own whore. Right. And then we get to act three, which uh, is the ultimate irony. Yeah. Because in order to Where survive... He becomes an enormous whore. <laughs> he has to become a whore. And what we mean is that he has to try to work himself up and dapper himself up to woo and make love to this vicious he's got a slang, female commandant. He's got to slang that vitamin D at this, at this monstrous, First of all, monstrous woman. And I mean spiritually as well as any kind of physicality. And he looks fucking terrible. In him, even... Forget how he looks. How? Why are any of that stuff... Just on the political sense, you would think like, well, the last person I would... It's such an absurd premise to try to woo the commandant of a concentration camp. Well, first off, she's a female. He's, he's, he's persistently moved forward on the delusion that he is irresistible to women. Yeah. So he thinks he's going to be able to charm his way through like his hollowed eyes and blackened skin. He really does her, charm the audience her a little bit through his efforts. <laughs> because, and it's, it's fairly graphic, the, the love-making scene. Oh, yeah. You know, including it his... Is. Inability because of lack of protein to, to get an erection and, and her threats about and just utter just her like the she's fucking him out of pure contempt. Yeah, it's amazing. That's really it. It's it's so it gets very very dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the irony of him becoming the whore to survive is there. Yeah, um, I mean that's if you want to go back to Vermeer as, as a like a feminist, I guess that's you. Ha- the patience you have to have to understand the feminism of the film mm. is great. Because yeah, it really okay. doesn't happen until you realize, oh, right, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, you got to yeah. survive, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the art direction and beyond... She, the, meanwhile, she, she has a principled <laughs> fucking... She has a principled contempt for him. That he had yeah. that he had that contempt for his wife, sister as a hooker, yeah. but only because of this nonsensical notion of a family honor. She's got a principled right. political contempt for him yeah. doing this thing. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, Vermeer puzzles something interesting, or or maybe we say Giannini does the actor, or, or both. Um, in that, you know, whenever we're trying to struggle to make the case in, in these discussions about art and novels and films, like, hey, can you be? divested in any sort of empathy or sympathy for a character and still find them interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I begrudgingly usually have to admit, even though I want to say, you don't have to like a character to be interested. I think you have to find one speck of a redeeming quality in them to find them interesting. And she's accomplished something fascinating. Fascinating. There's zero (sighs) empathy or respectability or anything for this guy, and yet I find him very interesting. I do too. I do too. I think he, he, like, I don't know about... His the sheer humiliation of what he does at that time period mm-hmm. is just so like fuck. Oh, it's just it's so it's kind of it's heart wrenching. Yeah, to watch like it's, it's he's just this groveling fucking worm, uh, being given kind of his comeuppance in a sense. I guess it's his comeuppance. And yeah. and by the way, I don't if know, you believe in karma. I, don't I know. mean, I don't know what other message is she talking about. Italy too. Don't forget, there's a switch with uh, Italy. Uh-huh, right, right. Um, is she talking about capitalists <laughs> and socialists? And she's a socialist i mean this is one of those cases where it's like i think it probably answered all of the above people get sick of the 
postmodern, like this could be saying six things. Yeah. I get it, but here's a case where you really could be saying. I believe a it is number yeah. of fucking things. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking strange movie, man. But so yeah, goddamn fascinating. I think it's great. I'd recommend it to a lot of people. I don't have the art director's name as cinematographers, but I want to give a, a shout out to that person too because the fucking visual aspect. Shout out to Marty Shadow. Bring it. Um, is uh, stunning. Yeah, it's it's it's, it uh, is, uh, it's gorgeous. It, it is really well done. It's shocking. Yeah, it's it's not that, a bad film. Yeah, yeah, that mid seventies fucking three and a half out of four Italian stars. cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Totally, uh, totally recommend on this movie. It's it's, fu- it's very strange. Well, what kind of this isn't a, what kind of a movie is this? It's not a watching it on a rainy day movie necessarily. Ooh, category time. Yeah, it's a uh, it's you a, just uh, lost your job. You're, <laughs> you're facing rehab this weekend. <laughs> time to watch Seven Beats. I have a lot of crazy friends who like to overthink movies. Let's bring them over and watch this fucking thing together. Yeah, I can see that. It's like you want to break up with someone and but you don't have the guts, so you show them the movie and then turn to them and say you're like him <laughs> or words you're like her <laughs> oh yes wow. you got any uh, little websitey things to plug my friend no not at the moment my website's a work in progress and doing uh, some work, work on in it progress, a little 404 action all right yeah. all right folks thanks for listening bye ciao ciao bella